This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back to Buckets. We are talking bubble ball, bubble dribble, bubble trouble with Billy Bubbles. Bubbles. You getting bucket buckets. Close. <laughs> I kind of like Ska Bubbles. Right. So Billy Bubbles. That's my is, clown name. Yeah. <laughs> Middle name Bubbles. <laughs> last names instead of Ska Fury. Ska Bubbles. Um, Amir, I've talked about my love of milk on this podcast before. Seconds before coming on this podcast today, I took a big swig of milk, only to find it was sour. <gasps> Has that ever happened to you? Um, it hasn't happened in a while, and man, it makes you rethink a lot of decisions. Is it? You, when was the last time you had the milk that it's gone sour? It must have not been overnight. I think it was overnight. Really? You had it yesterday? Yeah. Had it yesterday. We had a good relationship. Things were going well. And then something happened overnight where it just changed its mind, and it just soured on me. So what was last night? You just fucking poured a glass of, again, a pint glass of whole, Right. Right drank the whole milk right a glass of whole milk <laughs> that's right with accompanied by five oreos okay so that's my diet that's my quarantine diet and then today 2 p.m which is like what 15 16 hours later you pour yourself another glass a whole glass of that whole milk and what was that just just the milk i said the morning games were over uh we had just capped on the two morning games and it was time for my afternoon milk and so i served myself that milk um, right before coming on this podcast and once again it soured on me <laughs> and you notice that after a gulp two gulps instantly one gulp for me is two gulps i take two gulps and swallow them as one <laughs> and <laughs> so i doubled down on my bet and uh, lost twice wow so that's what it was and then what do you do what happens yeah. then then you hop on a podcast and talk yeah. about it for the first two minutes <laughs> there's no gagging there's no there's no forcing yourself to get rid of the sour there's no gagging in fantasy basketball <laughs> we just <laughs> our eyes are on FanDuel. we're watching these games 24 hours a day now uh we're truly in bubble mode that's right we're about a week into the bubble um i'm safe to say this is no longer an experiment it's working we're the the bike is just cruising down the freeway so do you think that after 45 days, half of the people go home and then they bring in the family members and other people of the remaining uh, players still in the playoffs? Do you think that that's going to be the next time there's a big risk in the bubble? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, right now there's still like little leaks, like cleaning people or food people or, you know, people who are helping the bubble run smoothly. I don't know if they're being tested every day or sleeping in the bubble. Mm -hmm. so there's always a little bit of a risk there, but... It seems like, yeah, for now, everybody's tested negative every however much, however often they uh, they test each other. 
Yeah, it's like the direct inverse of what's happening in Major League Baseball. Right. Where every other day, it's like, these four players have decided this isn't safe anymore. So kudos to the NBA. Yeah, of course. Baseball is just like, yeah, yeah, they are going to eat at restaurants and (laughs) flying to uh, different cities. It's weird how that causes an outbreak of coronavirus. Two becomes 19 Marlins. Yeah, it feels like the commissioner is like, it's fine. It's baseball. And yeah. it's like, right. But. If 19 Marlins get sick, you just replace them with 19 other people that nobody's ever heard of. You should really put 19 actual Marlins in the dugout just to see what happens. Just I... large scale fish. <laughs> they already have little bats attached to their nose, seemingly. <laughs> uh, um, Amir, what are we talking about today? Great question. Um, We batted around some ideas earlier today and settled on, um, let's discuss, we're three or four games uh, deep for every team. Why don't we make a list of our TJ Warren All-Stars? And why are they called the TJ Warren All-Stars? We're talking about bubble trouble makers. These are people who, for whatever reason, got into the bubble and started going absolute ham. Nobody more so than the man himself. Bubble T, I call him Boba because Bubble T is the nickname. So it's a nickname on a nickname, TJ Warren. (laughs) He has had a game where he had four blocks, three steals, and about 30 some odd points. He had a, did he put up a 50 spot in his first game into the the bubble? Uh, I don't know if it's a burger at 53, but he dropped a 53 burger. Okay. Well, he has, I'd say, far outseated. If you asked anyone who's going to have the best bubble, I don't think that anyone would respond TJ Warren, but except TJ Warren, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not the only one. Yeah, it's not the only one. Now, I will say that some of my choices for the TJ Warren All-Stars, their ham is relative. Some of it might not exactly be um, hard as a motherfucker. Some of it might just be trying as hard as a motherfucker, and we'll take that as well. That's fine, too. Um, there's, there's opportunities for players as players either don't arrive to the bubble or leave the bubble or didn't have that much fun in the bubble. Um, so, uh, there's, there's little pockets of opportunity, many shot attempts to go around players that even literally I have never heard of before this week that are, is, are doing very well. Yes. I've never heard of a man named Drew Eubanks. He is not going to be a TJ Warren uh, all-star, but have you ever heard of Drew Eubanks on the San Antonio Spurs before the bubble? I, I, I've heard of Eubanks, but I didn't know Drew Eubanks. It's like, oh yeah, that's just <laughs> like one of the 11th men that are on the Spurs for some reason. Yeah, apparently he was an Austin Spurs legend, but it's like the bubble has brought us our favorites and also a couple of surprises. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you start us off? Uh, aside from TJ Warren himself, who's the captain of the TJ Warren All-Star? Who's, who else is, I would, deserves to be a TJ Warren All-Star? I would say that for me, one of my TJ Warren All-Stars plays for the Denver Nuggets, um, is getting minutes purely because they brought like six players to the bubble, but he's a beast and he is Michael Porter Jr., yeah, he's playing as we speak, dropping another 18 and 11. Yeah, he in the first game back just settled for threes and he just like chucked and chucked and chucked. And then they realized that if he just runs backdoor cuts, Jokic will just hit him every single time. And now he's averaging like 20 and 10 a game. He kind of. This is Michael Porter Jr., who was averaging like 13 minutes because of like various back injuries coming into the league. And now he's just going ham. Yeah, he kind of stole some of Bull Bull's luster, though. Bull Bull was like the scrimmage god. That's true. <laughs> they were like, okay, so that was and fun. And now the scrimmages are over, 
Yeah, <laughs> time for MPJ <laughs> to get in here. And he even made a name for himself before starting to play when he uh, seemingly said that um, he doesn't believe in vaccinations of any kind, uh, including masks. Yeah, it's tough for me to come right out the gate with someone who is um, proudly anti-mask, but we're not talking about masks right now. We're just talking about 18 and 11 in the third quarter, and that's Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Um, I will say... I will say that he is as handsome as Chris Humphreys. Remember Chris Humphreys? Yeah, he's got the same, like, great posture, big shoulders, square face. Right. Yeah, like Disney Prince, kind of. But he um, has way more skill uh, than I would say Chris Humphreys does. So it doesn't just stop at a pretty face when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he's got a great shot. You know, he's six foot ten. My God. Yeah. Who you got for your captain of your Amir, TJ Warren All-Stars? Uh, well, it's hard to choose my favorite Brooklyn net that belonged on this list mm. because I think you sent me a list of 12 Brooklyn nets that weren't active in yesterday's game against the number one team in the NBA who, you know, they ended up taking out the Milwaukee Bucks. Even after losing Jamal Crawford halfway through. Yeah. So I don't know how they field a team, let alone a team that beat the Bucks that did start Middleton and Giannis for a half. Mm-hmm. Well, they beat them. Um, I have a couple on my list, too. I hope that you didn't take the one that I'm thinking of, but let's find out. I was torn between two. I ended up with TLC Timothy Luau Cabarro. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. Why didn't I just lead with TLC? TLC. Cabarro. TLC opened up with a 24-pointer game against Orlando, only had eight against Washington, and then dropped 26, 26 on the Bucks. Damn. Yeah, he's a he's a pure scorer. Dude just shoots with confidence. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take my second pick in the TJ Warren All-Stars. I'm going to take his teammate AB with my second pick. I couldn't tell you what he's been doing per se, but for some reason his name has been all over my timeline. This is classic, just like FanDuel becomes more important than actual games. Um, I also like his name. He's got a double Z. His name is Chris Chioza. <laughs> or is it like pizza, Chris Chioza? Chris Chioza, I'm not exactly sure. Do you have stats in front of you, or could you tell me one thing about Chris Chioza? Yeah, I looked him up because he was also on my short list. Chris Chioza appears to be a uh, a Florida Gator who, in his first season in the NBA, but he's 24. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Maybe he went to grad school. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did. He went. He studied poetry at NYU, and he's like, you know what? Why don't I just fucking drop eight points per game in the bubble? I already live in Brooklyn. Like, I might as well just go down to the bubble, just play with these guys for a little while. Chiotza, he, yeah. the the backcourt of um, the guards on the Nets and the guards on the Washington uh, on the Washington Wizards are so interchangeable to me. <laughs> Chris Shabazz Napier Chiotza, the greatest guard in the bubble. Yeah, really, averaging probably eight and four. Yeah, eight and four sounds about right. But <laughs> up from zero and zero. That's what I'm saying. Huge gains. I rostered him. I rostered him in today's FanDuel, only 4,000. You're going to get eight and four and you're going to like it. Okay, I will like that if you do that. Um, here's another player for the two and O Phoenix Suns, perhaps? Two and one Phoenix Suns? Three and O? Three and O? Three and O, perhaps? I didn't know Campaign was still in the I've NBA. Been it. I guess I've been he is. saying it over and over again campaign season is upon us <laughs> uh campaign is campaigning and it is indeed three and oh he had nine points against washington 10 against dallas 
12 against the Clippers, and he's shooting 50% from three. He is campaigning for himself. I don't blame him one bit. He, um, I had on my list the entire Phoenix Suns. Yeah, in general. You, yeah, we already knew Booker was good, but yeah, 3-0. and That Booker shot. Want to talk about that for a second? That was probably the shot of the bubble. That was awesome. I was I was very curious going into the bubble if there was a a buzzer beater. Do the players celebrate as though there's a crowd there, or is it muted because it's an empty arena? And what did you think? Did that feel like an authentic how they kind of jump on one another moment? Yeah, he laid on the ground, which is pretty awesome. It felt like a road buzzer beater. So like they're not going ham and like jumping on a scores table, but they're like celebrating with one another. Because technically everyone's on the road. Yeah, exactly. But that was an impressive shot. He basically took like Kawhi off the dribble, pump faked him, and then Paul George came over to help and like hit his wrist on the fadeaway. It looked like he almost like used his offhand <laughs> to like shoo away Paul George's blocking hand and still just drained it. Yes. It was great. So those are like two guys that are you don't want to face one-on-one. Yeah. There was a fun clip going Swish. around Twitter of um, Paul George just having game-winning shots just dropped on him. Have you seen this? He's had like close to a dozen like <laughs> awesome game-winning shots And it's always good him. defense. Like he's long and in the other guy's face, like about to t- like graze Fully the ball. engaged. <laughs> Fully engaged. But it's just like somehow when it's him, it always drops. It was like <laughs> Twitter videos are what? Two minutes and 10 seconds long. I felt like this could have went forever. Um, so yeah, Devin Booker added to the list. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns seem like they could be a legit next year just turnaround story where they win like 49 games, 51 games. They look legit. Yeah. Actually, because Memphis is now 0-4 and, and soon to be potentially 0-8, they've completely opened the door for like a, a second team on the bubble to get in between like Phoenix, San Antonio, Portland, New Orleans. If Memphis drops out, suddenly it's two of those teams will make it against each other. Yeah, San Antonio was left for dead. And I think Memphis lost again today. So if San Antonio wins their afternoon game today, they're like a game out of the eight seed. It's suddenly it's like those games matter. Memphis just losing all these games just changed everything. Like the Suns are somehow relevant. Yeah, it's awesome. The And the Kings too are in the mix. The Kings beat Dallas yesterday. Yeah, geez. Luca's line. Luca's line. <laughs> Sometimes when you're playing FanDuel and you and you have a player, you think, well, some of these numbers are just going to disappear. Like these are wrong. Like they gave me way too many steals or way too many somethings. And his numbers just, he dropped like 80 on FanDuel yesterday, but it was what, 30, 20, and 10, something like that? Yeah, he had a 30, 20, 10 game. Absurd. Cash. He's 21. Just was allowed to drink in the States. <laughs> just was allowed to have a beer. <laughs> Insane. Isn't he in his yeah. second year? Um, yes. Is it his second year? <laughs> yeah, Jesus I think so. <laughs> Christ. He got drafted third and traded for Trey Young. Is that what happened? He got, yeah, it was eight in Bagley, and then the Mavericks were fifth, the Hawks were third, and they did a swap. They changed three and five, swapped Trey Young for Luka Doncic, and the Hawks uh, got an extra pick. How come nobody wanted Luka? <laughs> He's the greatest thing we've ever seen. This it's, is so weird. Yeah, especially weird because like the the Suns hired like Luka's Serbian national coach. It's like, oh, they want Luka. He's like, yep, we'll take the Serbian national coach and DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> who we, does deserve some props because he does look like a legit center. Yeah. Like he puts up legit lines day after day. He's a big dude, but unfortunately, yeah. he's no Luka. No, and he's also way too known to be a TJ Warren all-star. Yeah, who else you got? 
Um, okay, so you just went. I will go with um, some of the kids might not know this name, um, but you know, if you're probably like under 25 years old, you might not not know who this player is. Uh-huh. Um, but he's on the Portland Trailblazers, and his name is Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah, whatever happened to Melo? He's still in the league. Yeah, I think he took like a year off and went on a wine tasting tour, <laughs> and just kind of chilled out for a while. Yeah. Um, but he is now on the Portland Trailblazers and just hitting huge buckets for them and keeping them alive in games. So, should the Lakers have gotten Melo? I remember that was sort of a rumor and everyone was making fun of them, but now he's probably better than J.R. Smith, isn't he? Yeah. Do you think that he would be the same player if he was in Los Angeles? Do you think that the Portland kind of environment has helped him and like kind of put him in a good headspace to lose all this weight and kind of be seemingly more athletic yeah playing with dame lillard doesn't seem like it hurts anybody he's like such a positive great point guard that like just playing right being in his orbit is a good a good thing for a player that's what it seems so what kind of contract does carmelo anthony sign after this year right do you think it's like a three-year deal right 10 for 100 with the knicks right okay that's right it's actually not that bad a deal uh no i don't know i don't know if you could still i don't know if you could still give him another two multi-year deal i think it's going to be like one of those like one for eight two for 16 spots i don't know he could still score and he's his defense isn't so bad that it's like hurting them he's playing in crunch time right and he's hitting huge shots he hit like basically the game like the final nail in the coffin shot last night yes he's like it's carmelo anthony he's still really good he can still make a three and fucking smack his forehead a lot do you think the common thing that keeps I keep hearing on basketball podcasts is that now that no team has home court advantage, it's just like a little different. Do you see like a, a team like Portland just being able to run it? Like, like, does it feel like the lack of home court advantage, one through four seeds? Uh, what do you think on that? Uh, the problem is these great teams are running into either the Lakers or the Clippers. So it's going to be like hard for anybody in that eight, that eight through 12 spot to beat the Lakers in a four game series. Cause the Lakers still have LeBron and Anthony Davis, but like watching this mini tournament right now is very exciting. Like every team is playing a playoff that Portland versus Houston game yesterday. It looked like a playoff game. Every Houston game is like must watch TV. It turns out. Yeah. It's like, I had no idea that like, it seems like if anyone, they might be the biggest surprise. Um, they might surprise the most people I should say. Like, I didn't think that there's, you have to score 140 to beat the Houston Rockets. That's just like what it is, it seems. Awesome. Um, if they're like within 10, within like four minutes left, it's like, oh, it's still a game because, you know, they'll shoot seven threes in the next 40 seconds. And if three of them go in, it's a 9-0 run. That end to the Mavs-Rockets game, um, the first game was so heartbreaking for me particularly because in our over-under league, I have the Mavs over and the Rockets under. And that could have either been a plus two or a minus two. <laughs> and just it just slowly became a minus two. <laughs> yeah. Are you killing in that league? Are you absolutely crushing in that league? Uh, I don't know. I have some good picks, but I have some bad picks. It's it's really too early to tell. I'm happy with my Bucks under, which just clinched. They were six and a half, and they're one and two right now. Mm, huge. Yeah. And um, do you also have Brooklyn over? No, I have the Spurs over. So the Spurs were 2 and 0 then they lost. Now they're losing to Denver, but if the Spurs can pull this one out and they're 3 and 1, they already hit their over. Right. I got the Lakers over. It's going to be weird because at a certain point teams are going to rest and I don't know how that's going to affect things. Like we already kind of started to see like the Nets beat like a resting-ish Milwaukee team. 
Right. I was wondering that too. If game seven and eight, it can go one of two ways where teams either start resting players and they're like, we want to get them fresh for the playoffs, or do they really want to just like catapult? We want to know exactly how our rotations go. You know, game seven and eight should be like tune ups for the playoffs. Yeah. You can almost taper in the middle and then build up towards the playoffs rather than like taking the last two games off. Right. Isn't it funny that the Knicks are in the NBA? Are they still? Like they're not. They're not. No, not really. I should have phrased it like this. Remember the Knicks? <laughs> they will go between March and December without playing a basketball game. And are they together right now? Are they in some <laughs> sort of complex practicing? Or like, where are they? Are they still in like, just like you and me, like quarantine mode? Uh, what do you think their reality is? I still follow Julius Randle on Instagrams from his Laker days. And uh, <laughs> no, he's not. He doesn't appear to be working out very much right now. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got six more months to ramp up, so I think he's just chilling for now. So the NBA said that there was going to be a side bubble, maybe in Chicago, with the other teams, and then they just never talked about it again. <laughs> they announced the bubble, but then they never actually did the bubble. It seems like a George Costanza move, where it's like, if I never acknowledge that it happened, it didn't happen. Right. But it's like, it did happen. Us Nick fans remember you saying it might be in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, and then I was sort of waiting by the phone. I bet enough teams like the Warriors were like, we're not fucking playing against the Bulls in August to warm up. <laughs> so forget about that. And they're like, all right, that's fine. The Warriors feel like the perfect example of a team where it's like, are you serious? No, we are more important than the other seven teams combined. We are not doing that. Yeah, and at the yeah at a certain point, like are like the Bulls and fucking Hornets going to galvanize a, a unified front to get together and make a second bubble? I don't think so. So uh, just on, I know we'll get back to the All Stars in a second, but I'm curious about one more thing. What are your feelings on the virtual fans in the virtual crowd? I think it's kind of fun, especially when they like cut to Paul Pierce at a Boston game. Um, I don't know how much I would want to be that fan staring at a screen and like sort of waving on a choppy monitor, but it's it's better than like nothing there, I think. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the things that they're using in this bubble are like 1.0 versions of what they're going to do for the 2021 season, and they're going to like tighten it all up. Um, you know, it feels like there's a lot of funny little hiccups that you're like, oh, well, that never would have happened in a real game. Um, and this feels like a like a serious dress rehearsal for another bubble that starts in December. Yeah, though I will say I had pretty low expectations to like what the on-court product would look like. I thought it would look like an Orlando Summer League game where it's like just right. very quiet and kind of stilted and kind of like a practice game. But I'm getting lost in some of these games, like they're regular, regular season games. I don't know if it's the cameras that they're using, the angles that they're using, the lighting, the audio, but it, it convinces me for a few seconds uh, that it's like, oh, this feels like a real playoff game. I think it also helps when the product is as good as it is. Like these players are playing really well. So it doesn't feel like if the product was off, you might be seeing it all differently where it's like, oh, the games aren't good and it's kind of weird to watch, but it's such captivating basketball right at the gate. First four games, like every game is like must watch to a certain extent. Yeah. So yeah, they're also just like so good at design. The NBA is just like so good at like presenting their sport. They're just really good at that. And uh, they haven't missed again. Yeah. Good on them. Um, Should we get back to the all-stars? Oh yes. Uh, I might be jinxing him, but one of my kind of like mellow a guy who's was an all-star before but kind of got lost in the shuffle but is dominating in the bubble is demar Derozan for the spurs the spurs are fun without aldridge it's weird 
they're like all Derek White now. Yeah. It's like everyone is Derek. Like they're all the same size. Derek White, Dewante Murray, like him, Rudy Gay is playing, uh, yeah. Lonnie Walker. Yeah. It's like they're all just fun. They're all fun slashers. They got fun players. Yeah, for sure. And like long, lean, athletic youngsters. It's kind of like how the Grizzlies completely reinvented themselves. So are the Spurs to some extent. But DeMar DeRozan is leading them and playing great. Yeah. He used to just be like a settle for a 16 foot jumper, like mid range jumper, find space on the court and just pop. But he's been attacking. They're all just like slashers now. It's really the game for them looks a lot more fun without Aldridge. Aldridge is just so traditional. Just like feed him in the post, feed him in the post. Yeah, it it definitely helps their on-court product that LaMarcus Aldridge is not there just shooting 21-footers. Right. But got to give Pop credit. I mean, he just like, you just can't bet against him. Like these games don't really matter for them. They know that they're not winning any championship. And like in his interviews, he's just like so... He has such a huge worldview, but then he coaches and you're like, they're still winning two games, three games that they shouldn't win. It's just, dude, it just spins magic. It's just great. That's why my eyes lit up when I saw their over under was two and a half. I'm like, what are they? The Brooklyn Nets? This is like the Spurs. Pop is going to like will them to three wins. I didn't think they'd be three and one, which they might not be, but still they're they're playing out of the Yeah. And Rudy Gay's averaging like 18 points a game. We'll see if that can hold, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, so I was psyched about Chris Chioza because he has two Z's or Chioza. Yeah, Mike he Piazza. He has two Z's in his last name. Yeah. Yep, the same thing as Mike Piazza. <laughs> um, I'm also excited to say that I'm going to choose a player in the bubble who has two letter Y's in their last name. Ooh, let me try to think. Two letter Y's. I will. Uh, Clay Anthony Early. Close, but only one Y. <laughs> This is the last name has two Y's. Not an easy accomplishment. Oh, the last name. Not an easy accomplishment. Last name, two Y's, is playing above his pay grade. This player doesn't have any Y's, but is it Abdel Nader? That is really close, but it is not Abdel Nader. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why you asked. Two Y's we're looking for. Is it Gordon Haywardy? So it's Haywardy (laughs) with a Y at the end. You know what? I would describe this person as Gordon Haywardy. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a white guy, American or Euro? I think American, but Euro vibes. Interesting. American with a Euro vibe. Uh, <laughs> who? <laughs> it's not Mo Wagner, even though he's American with Euro vibes. Two Y's in the last name. You could do this, big guy. Okay, give me a conference. The conference is the Eastern Conference. Oh, interesting. Uh, Toronto, no. Boston, I don't think so. It's hard because I see their jerseys, but it has they all have social uh, conscious phrases on them now instead of their actual last name. Uh, you are aware of this man's last name, and you are aware that it has two Y's when you hear it. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn, no. Boston, Milwaukee. Jeez, is it? It's not Washington, is it? They only brought nine players, nine teams from the East. This should be easy. Orlando, mm. that's that's a team I didn't think of. Is, is, does it start and end with Y? Or does it start or end with Y? It does not. Interesting. Two Ys in the middle. This is what I'm saying. You have to be on the, the TJ Warren Federal All-Stars with a last name like this. Wow. God. And is the Y the second to letter or second to last letter? It is one of them. Oh, interesting. We are inching, <laughs> inching, inching closer. You know what? Let's take a break. I'm going to thank some sponsors, and then I'm going to figure it out on the other side. That'll give people time to think as well. All right. Okay. Give me a break. We'll be back. 
This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, we're back. We're back. Um, Eastern Conference team, two Ys. One of them is either the second or second to last letter. Orlando, Toronto. He is, is he playing tonight? He is playing over his pay grade. Uh, he is not playing tonight. Wow. Okay, so that eliminates Toronto, Orlando, Brooklyn, and Boston. We're down to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, hmm. Ooh, you say, hmm, like, it can't be Dante DiVincenzo, of course. Oh, I got it. It's, I got it. He's he <laughs> what is made a you get it? How did it was? It was he, he Milwaukee. Is a Euro? Yeah, Ursan Ilyasova. Friend, spell Ilyasova for me. I Y L Y O S O Y V. It is not Ursan Ilyasova. I just get I saw in. a lot of vowels, and I, I assumed two of them were Y's. Uh, back into the. I'm not going to lie. When I gave you, when I gave you the hmm. I was hoping that you would take the bait and say Ilyasova without spelling it out. Right. And I did it. I did that. But yeah, was the hmm so much of a dis, uh, decoy that it's he's not even on the books? It was. Oh, oh, he's not on the books. You spicy, spicy man. Uh, so, Brooke, no. You can tweet at Blumenfeld if you know the answer to this question. There's a bunch Which of people basketball yelling. player has two Ys? Yeah. Two Ys in his last name is playing over his pay grade, having a great bubble. <laughs> a lot of people yelling at their uh, at their monitor right now. Uh, is he on TJ Warren's team? He is not on TJ Warren's team. Is he on Miami Heat team? He might be. Oh, um, <laughs> I think I really got it this time. <laughs> Spell it out. White. With Euro vibes, because I believe he's Canadian, which is the white with Euro vibes of the world. Kelly O L Y N Y K. Kelly Olinick. That is that is correct. I've never realized that his last three letters are the same acronym as New York oh, Knicks, but that's great. That would be great marketing. Kelly Olinick. Do you know that he is like shooting like fourth best in the bubble from three point range? He's like, I did not know that he is just completely overperforming. So if you're playing DraftKings and FanDuel and he's still floating in like the low 4,000s, he is, he is a must cop and he is a TJ Warren all-star with a great last name. How can you, how can you roster a player named Kelly with a goatee like that and a ponytail? You just, you can't feel inspired. You can't feel confident. And yet he's still coming through. 
Yeah, his numbers are still there despite the first and last name and face and hair. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Still coming through. He's overcome so much. (laughs) Um, I only got one last uh, TJ Warren All-Star. Okay, sounds good. I'll give you one too. This one's a little cheating because he was kind of on his way up right when the NBA shut down. He's mm. he told Ben Simmons to scoot over because he's the starting point guard for the 76ers. We're talking about shake, 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 shake your Milton. You want some fries with that shake? Nice. He had a, a fight with his um star center game one, correct? That that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he fight had with a the star center. He had a game winning shot game two. Yeah, against my San Antonio Spurs. He genuinely seemed surprised that it went in after the ball went in. He walked back to the bench like, okay, I guess that happened. (laughs) That was awesome. I can't believe I did that. Is that experiment working in Philadelphia? It's hard to say. They have like amazing quarters and then quarters where they're not playing so hard. They have such such a talented roster. You think they would be, you know, beating up on teams, but they're not really. And then there's Toronto who just has sim- always seemingly the same roster and they just seem unbeatable. They seem amazing in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one of my good overpicks. Toronto over. They spanked the Lakers. They beat uh, Miami. Now they're playing Orlando tonight. They're they're beating good teams. And they feel like they hold everyone to like 82 points. It's they're the Great. only team playing forty eight minutes of defense. They're just they're killing people. Yeah. Um, should I give you my final TJ Warren All Star? It is not Kelly Olynyk again. Ooh, okay. Don't make me guess because I won't get it right. Actually, make me guess. West or East Conference? Okay, it's the Eastern Conference again. Jesus Christ, is he playing today? He is. <gasps> Ooh, uh, is he playing right now? He was when I believe we started. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a Philly or... Oh, this guy might have been on my list too and I looked past him. Is it Troy ben- Brown Jr.? It is not Troy Brown Jr. However, he might be a teammate and he might have the same initials. It is Thomas Bryant. Ex-Laker, What's up with Thomas, Thomas Bryant? Thomas Bryant. This dude is just <laughs> like stepping up major. Now he's shooting like four threes a game and like sticking three of them. Have you been following Jesus. Thomas Bryant at all? Yeah, I just looked, pulled up his stats. Yesterday, he had a 30 and a 13. Jesus, mm-hmm. with two blocks. Yeah, and he's like $5,200 on FanDuel, and he doesn't need to be playing this hard, but he's just like dominating other team centers. So go Good get him, Thomas Bryant. It's weird how with uh, how you couldn't get Kelly Olenek for the life of you. You went through the entire conference and then down the entire roster of the team he was on. And you got Thomas Bryant in like four <laughs> yes or no questions. Yeah, I mean, we did deserve, you did tell me that he was playing now. We deserve to have a Washington Wizard uh, on that list because they brought a bunch of no names and they're balling out. That's right. Shout out to them as well. Um, Troy, Troy Brown Jr., his love as well. He's playing well. Will there be a bubble MVP? Will they honor these eight games with some sort of like localized award? Because TJ Warren needs some sort of recognition once this is all said and done. Yeah, not only that, but they're not recognizing it for any of the like the season long awards. So like if Jokic averaged a fifty and twenty five for the last eight games, that will not it it's already too late. They've already Didn't locked happen. in first Didn't team, happen second as far team, as the third NBA team is all NBA. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. This is like purgatory. This is basketball purgatory right now. They count, but they don't count. 
I was I was saying on Twitter that like Washington should give Isaac Bonga like a hundred threes one game. Like these are fake games. They're forcing them to be in Orlando. Fuck it. See if see if Bonga can score eighty. You cannot get out of your own head sometimes because you've also said this about the NFL, where you said, I don't understand why quarterbacks just don't throw a bomb every single play of the game. You would probably score a hundred points. And just some things don't work that way. And you have to just accept it, Amir. <laughs> So here's my pitch. You, you have six receivers who are track stars in high school. Remember James Jett and Rocket Ismail? <laughs> Fastest so you, names alive. Exactly. So you, you those, those guys were on the Raiders when I was watching them growing up. You set them out and you just fucking, whatever that NFL blitz plays, Hail Mary, streaks, whatever you want to call it, send them. Yeah. You can't run as fast as the fastest track stars in America. So you literally right. can't keep up with them. And they either catch it they get pass interference or they drop it. And you know what? Two of those three are pretty good. Okay. My rebuttal. And then, it, and you know, they get tired. That's why you have six. Three, one play, three, another. Three, one play, three, another. And you know what? You make the roster space because you don't need a punter. And I'll go as far as say you don't need a placehold kicker. A place kicker. That's right. You just give the ball to the fastest. You, you snap it direct 40 yards behind you to the fastest okay. man in America and he sprints towards the corner. Who's going to, who's going to stop him? So I had a rebuttal, but you basically talked long enough that you just pretty much proved all the points I was going to make. There's no reality in which this could ever happen. People don't have the lung capacity to just run post routes on every single play. If a defensive coordinator realized that's all you were doing, he would just drop three safeties and then that whole play is destroyed. Those players could probably play a total of 15 plays before they would be gassed for the game. So <laughs> you would probably lose 100 to nothing. <laughs> but you know what? That game will be must-watch television. And there's so many, uh, so many NFL teams that are like kind of forgettable. Like, mm -hmm. you know... What are the Jaguars doing this year? I don't know. Might as well just... What are the Houston Texans up to? What is the world's fastest man doing? Does he want to be on the Houston Texans this year? That's what Amir yeah. wants to know. Is it, is it still Usain Bolt? Is Usain Bolt still the fastest man in America? I think for ratings, which seems to only interest you, um, you want Usain Bolt, whether he's the fastest or not. That's the name. That's great. You're right. And I guess he's not American. He's Jamaican. Is he the fastest man in the world? Who's the fastest man in the world right now? Hmm. It's not you or me. I might have to get back to you on that. Maybe Derek Rose? Yeah, he's really fast. Uh, John Morant? Yeah, John Morant might be faster than Usain Bolt right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, just a thought, just an idea. I don't know if any GMs or coaches are listening. Yeah. Okay. Well, if they are, they've already turned off by now. Of course. That makes sense. Uh, all right, sweet. Those are the TJ Warren All-Stars. Looks like the Spurs will drop to 2-2, two and two, but that's going to happen. 2-2, two and two, not terrible. I'll take 4-4. Four and four. The whole way through. That's right. That gives them an opportunity to make that that nine versus eight game uh, little mini series is going to be fun too, where the nine seed will have to beat this eight seed twice before the eight seed wins one. So that'll be an interesting series. I'm a diehard basketball fan and I have no idea what you're talking about. So maybe we'll talk about that little loophole in the next episode of Buckets. <laughs> All right, cool. It'll take me 48 minutes to explain it. So that's perfect. And that'll still be shorter than you trying to figure out the name Kelly Olenek. <laughs> that was half of this episode uh all right uh thanks so much for listening if you have any own if your own uh kelly olenic sorry tj warren all-stars i should say or kelly olenic all-stars really the most forgettable players in the nba uh <laughs> tweeted us i'm i'm just blumenfeld on twitter 
And I'm, Do you have anything to plug? And I am at Billy Scafiri. Also listen to the No Joke Podcast if you have a second. And uh, follow our over and under as I slowly die a slow death. What's your best pick? What's your worst pick in that over under? My What seemingly I thought was my best pick uh, was the Grizzlies over. Uh, but they lost their first three in heartbreaking fashion almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really pulling for them. But Oklahoma City, I have them as the over. I have their over. And they just look like another just uh, like the Toronto West. They're about to it's play. like you just don't want to play them. They're about to play the Lakers, which is my over. we got a lot of rooting to do right now. All right. Well, one of us will win that game. The other will go home. Loser leaves town match. And okay. uh, we'll be back soon enough. A lot of basketball to talk about. This has been fun. Yeah. Good basketball talk. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>